going on everyone? Casey here, Virginia Game Day, checking in with another episode of the podcast. It's been a while. Had to dust off the microphone and jump back on. Talk to you guys about some Wahoo sports. A lot going on right now. I think today's going to be an episode where we kind of run through a little bit of everything instead of diving deep on one specific thing. Uh, yeah, I I think the last time I checked in was when we were people had just transferred out and we were had a whole bunch of list of recruits that we were looking at. And in the two and a half weeks since I've been away, Poppy has committed to Santa Clara. Caden uh, has got a list of four places that he's going, uh, Xavier, Duke, Missouri, and Texas. He's got visits planned, at least. There's still no word on Reese. He could be coming back. Um, we'll see. I'm not counting on anything at this point. And we got one. We got Jordan Miner. So that's a big it's a big deal. He was the player of the year in the Northeast Conference from Merrimack. Six foot nine. I mean, player of the year in any conference is good. It's the uh, same conference that Fairleigh Dickinson was in. So, you know, they can play with anyone. They beat Purdue and they might have won two games or oh, okay. They won the round of they won the playing game, and then they won the first round, the 16 over one game against Purdue. And the funny thing is, Merrimack was actually the team who should have been in, but because they were a, a new D1 team transferring up, they have this that waiting period where they can't make the tournament. So Jordan Miner would have been in the tournament this year, but Fairleigh Dickinson was able to slide in there and they did some damage. So, you know, not the most renowned conference, but hey, they can play some ball. And that's a big that's a big get. Uh, that brings UVA to eight scholarship players, I believe, right now. Got a five spots open, so there's going to be some more. There's going to be some more stuff coming, I'm sure. We just inked a home and home with Memphis. You know, when I think of Memphis basketball, I think of Penny Hardway. I also think of Austin Nichols, who, as a lot of UVA fans know, transferred in from Memphis a few, probably seven years ago. Eight, I don't know how many years ago now, but uh. Played one game and then had some issues, and Tony kicked him off the team. I'm talking about an all-conference guy from Memphis who transferred in, and Tony wasn't having his the headache and uh, and got rid of him. I know he cleaned, you know, got on the straight and narrow and played in the G League for a little while. I'd love to have someone do a, some UVA podcast, have him come on and kind of tell the whole story of what went down. Could be uh, could be something I look look out for or look to do. But, uh, yeah, so UVA and Memphis, home and home. Uh, well, another guy who we were looking at, Robert Jennings from Texas Tech, we didn't get him. He decided to come back to to stay at Texas Tech where he was, and the deal was there, or at least I read on Twitter somewhere, that a lot of that was that Kyle Getter wasn't sticking around UVA, and it came out yesterday or today that Kyle Getter is going to uh, Notre Dame. So I don't know how true that was, but – uh, we lost out on him, and he stayed. And maybe you know, Getter was the one who was recruiting him. And then when he had a an offer, he went. And then you have to go break the news to the guy you're recruiting that, hey, I know I've been uh, telling you to come here, but I'm actually not going to be here either. So that's a tough sell. So the way it looks now, right? Dante Harris is going to be the point guard next year. You'd assume, uh, assuming that Reese doesn't, or assuming that Reese stays in the draft. IMAC at the two, Dunn and Minor in the front court, and then 
that wing kind of Armand position. I don't know if that's Leon Bond, if Tane Murray slides in there, who knows? We got the two first years coming in, Gertrude and Buchanan. So I would bank on Harris, McNeely, Dunn, and Miner being four of the, the five starters at this point. Uh, we had good a good visit from Jaron Stevenson. If you go on Twitter, you can see the visit. Really cool. They Tony and look like Leon and Ryan Dunn and Jay Willie and Jaron Stevenson's family were at Sakura. They're doing the, you know, hibachi, flip the shrimps in the mouth, and they're going around the table and people are catching it. And then Tony missed. It was pretty funny. Uh, and Blue Kane also had a, a visit, a four-star guy. Justin Anderson uh, tweeted out that he thinks they'll fit really well into the program. So I hope they do decide to to come on down to Charlottesville. Come on down to Rappinville. On the other side of the basketball program at UVA, Coach Mox is just getting everyone. They got Paris Clark, transfer from Arizona. She makes the the fourth McDonald's All-American on next year's roster alongside uh, Mir McLean, Sam Brunel, and um, Kymore Johnson. We got Taylor Lauterbach from K-State. She's a big big girl. And uh, Odessa Noyan from Sweden. She played in their top pro league in Sweden. Another kind of big, bigger body who can put the ball on the floor and do some stuff was on their national team, Swedish national team. So, so it was good to get some good news from the basketball program. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of bad news there for a while. And speaking of, I think Poppy will go to Santa Clara, and he won't be a star, but I think he'll play like consistently and probably average seven or eight points, and you know, be effective in the West Coast Conference. So I'm happy he's going to go get a chance to play consistently over there. Uh, I was at baseball games this weekend. UVA had a home series against Pitt. They had some home games this week against Richmond and Mount St. Mary's. They hung 34 runs on Richmond and Mount St. Mary. Everyone smashing. Jake Galloff uh, became the all-time home run leader in UVA history. And then had the series with Pitt this weekend. So Pitt came in as at 14 and 17 and then they won the first two games against UVA this weekend like the best under 500 team I've seen come into uh the dish but today luck luckily UVA salvaged the series with you know didn't get swept they got a win on Sunday an eight to five win today to improve their record to 31 and six but in being at the games this weekend I saw we saw Ryan Don and iMac, they were together. Uh, they had the free chicken tenders on Friday, and there was a ton of students there. And uh, you know, I said it up to them, told them good luck this year. Uh, Chase Coleman was there too, saw him. Uh, saw a big donkey during the week. He, uh, he's he got a, a hat line out there. If you go to Big Donkey Brand on Instagram, you can see the hats. They're cool. They fit well. They're really good quality. College baseball is rad. That's what it says on the hat. I recommend it. Price is right. Supporting uh, Big Donkey, former UVA closer, awesome dude, advocate for college ball. And uh, they're a really good quality hat and they're sweet. So Big Donkey brand on Instagram. Check them out. I'm trying to get Donkey to do the podcast. So if you, if you know him, give him, a, give him a shout and tell him to come on the Virginia Game Day podcast. Uh, but yeah, so big, uh, big win today. Jay Wolfoot got his fifth save. He was held out of the spring football game this week because they wanted to have him available for the the series against Pitt. 
they needed him today. They got it done. Uh, Kyle Teal had a big double down the stretch there, kind of put the game away. Ethan Anderson had three hits. Ethan O'Donnell had three hits. I mean, it's cool. We got a couple of Ethans and a couple of O. You know, to start the start the lineup, you got O'Farrell and O'Donnell, and then you got two different Ethans, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, Anthony Stefan, the Italian stallion, he has been DH and he's earned himself the DH role. And shout out to him. I know he had a good summer last year, and uh, he hit his first home run on Saturday night of his UVA career. And he's been stroking. He's hitting three forty four, and that he earned that spot. And he didn't start the season as the penciled in DH at all, but he earned his, uh, he's earned his, his stripes. And now he's, he's the DH. He is the DH. And same with, uh, you know, Henry Godbout has earned some, some time at second base him. And, uh, there's kind of like a platoon at second base right now with first year, Luke Hansen, Justin Ruman, the, the incumbent, he started the season as a starter. He hasn't really hit as well as he did last year, this year. And then, uh, and then Henry Godbout. So it's kind of been a platoon situation, mix and matching. Uh, you know, you don't really get a lot of drop off anyway you go. But uh, yeah, they they're just so stacked. I mean, so Jake set the record for home runs all time, right? And then my parents were in town this weekend from New York, and you know, you kind of talk. I was talking Jake up ahead of time, saying how home run leader he's you know awesome his brother's the hottest prospect in the A's organization his brother is on the in the world baseball classic and then we go to the game on Friday he hits a bomb Saturday hits a bomb and I'm like man this guy's the real deal so today when they were on their way home and I'm I I text him I said hey UVA won today because they had seen you know them lose twice say UVA won today you know got a win and the first thing they message back is, how did Jake do? So uh, Jake's definitely their, their favorite player now. And Casey Salky too, because my name's Casey and they, he's from New York. So they got a, they got a sweet spot for, for Mr. Salky there. But uh, okay, so the team is hitting 337 now. One of the best hitting teams around. Kyle Teal is hitting 435. Griffo Farrell's hitting 408. Ethan Anderson and Jake Geloff and Ethan O'Donnell are all over 370. So that you look at, you're coming as an opposing pitcher and you, you want to stay away from the stats because these stats will scare the daylights out of you. And then uh, Henry Godbout is over 311. Salky and, and Harrison Didowick, the Harrison Didowick's the first year. He's playing left field, really tall guy, tall and kind of skinny. They, uh, they're slumping a little bit. 243 and 231 but you know they don't they play a good outfield and Salky had a great year last year he's just kind of in a little bit of a slump he I think he hit like 370 last year so that'll that'll shake out and uh Didwick covers a lot of ground out there in left field he robbed the home run the other day um I wouldn't be surprised if you know they maybe they start mixing in Colin Tuft a little bit yeah I know he had some put up some numbers last year there's a, a lot of, there's a lot of, when you're UVA and you get all these players, you got transfers, they're so deep. I mean, Chris Baker, the dude was basically, coach didn't even know he was there. He was a just going to school as a grad student, and he's getting, you know, big hits left and right. Uh, Travis Reifsnyder from James Madison, the dude was, led the 
CAA and homers last year, and he's you know just a pinch hitter. That's a real luxury that UVA has to have these uh, such a great bench and the bullpen too. Avery Mame got his first inning during the week against Mount St. Mary, and he was a guy who was on the you know 17 under national team, and he struck out the side. He gets an inning, strikes out the side. So talent is always a plenty at UVA, and and they're showing it this year. Uh, the team ERA is 3.2. We're still waiting to get Nick Parker back. He got hit in the head a few weeks ago. Uh, got hit. I'm not sure where it was. I think it was his head. And uh, he, he was really the the staff ace. And now everyone got, has had to move up a little bit uh, in the rotation. Cullen McKay, a first year who throws gas, has gotten a few starts during midweek games, and he's been impressive too. So uh, they did lose the series to Pitt, but – have no fear. This team is going to be strong the rest of the way. And hopefully we end up making a few trips this year, come postseason play. All right. Also this weekend, another big, big thing, the spring game. And there was a great turnout. I say good turnout, not a great turnout, but uh, the tailgating situation was great. It was good that you were able to park so close to the stadium because, uh, you know, it's not a wasn't a full fledged game. There was enough spots to go around, but we we tailgated. There was the stadium road who's there. They had a good setup, throwing bags, eating barbecue, bumping jams. That was a good. That was a good uh, time. Shout out to the stadium road who's. We'll definitely make a trip to the, the big tailgate come comes fall. And uh, yeah, the, it was good to see so many points put up. Right, so you had the blue team and the white team. You had one of the end zones honoring the the tragedy from last year with um, Sean Perry and Devin Chandler and Lavelle Davis. That was awesome. UVA strong with their numbers. And you had the blue team score 34 points and the white team score 19 points. And when you have a, a team from last year who was like last in scoring in the conference – it's nice to see a 34 up there. You know, it's nice to see some points going up on the board. And the big thing was seeing if what our quarterback situation was. Last year, we had the luxury of going into the season knowing that Brendan was the guy. Of course, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to. But from what you saw yesterday, from Tony Musket, transferred from Monmouth, and I wasn't sure I'd be saying this, but Anthony Calandria, the first year, I'm a little bit more confident in the quarterback position. And that doesn't even consider Jay Wolfhook. And coach said, Jay, not being able to play in the spring game isn't going to put him behind the eight ball at all um, because of baseball. They'll have an equal shot to win the job come fall camp. But yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with musket. You know, he was 11 of 14, very consistent. He hit uh, Wilson on a bomb on his first drive. And it was like, I could have left after that. It was like, all right. Uh, Tony Musket can can sling it, the smoking musket, and we're we're not going into the season completely unarmed. Uh, so he's gonna him and Jay will battle it out. Calandria in there mixing it up. He he's very mobile. Calandria, he had a uh, threw for two hundred eighteen yards. He was scrambling around a ton and uh, completed eighteen passes. So. It was good to see the quarterbacks efficient. Everyone seemed like they're on the same page. 
It's a much more cohesive situation compared to what we saw last year. Mike Hollins, what a story. I mean, it was uh, it was everywhere after after the spring game. He scores a touchdown and, you know, shares a moment with fallen brother, Sean Perry. Awesome to see. And then Mike Hollins' brother, was his brother Deuce, was there too to share it with him. It was just an awesome, awesome moment and good gesture by him. And it's amazing that he's been able to bounce back so quickly. It's really, really amazing. He was shot last November, and he's playing football now. Incredible. It's like five months. Crazy. Uh, but, yeah, Mikey Hollins had scored a touchdown, ran for 40 yards. Really, uh, really impressive and touching uh, to see him play yesterday and have his family there. The running back room is deep. The running back room is solid. Jack Greasy is a preferred walk-on. He had like 90, 90 yards, had a long touchdown run. Running running back room is loaded, really, really loaded. They got Dot, you know, Paris Jones, he was a starter last year. He's still there. Kobe Pace from um, Clemson, he's still there. Miami transfer from last year. So they're solid at running back. It's uh, and the receivers too, Malik Washington from transfer from Northwestern, and uh, J.D. Wilson, who um, must get found for that long touchdown pass. And if you remember, um, J.R. Wilson actually, J.R. Wilson, he filled in last year when the big three were down, and he had a five-catch, 61-yard game. That was against UNC. So, there's talent on this team. Defense looked, uh, had some moments. Guys flying around, making plays. What else we got? But that's their last That's their last time in pads until next year, so we got to wait until fall, but it was good to see them out there in the field playing, competing, and it's good to see some fan support. It rained partway through. It was, like, super hot, and then it rained, and that kind of spoiled things a little bit, but it was uh it was a great a great day. It was a great Saturday. And then you had the baseball game at night. Uh softball team. Softball team's got 28 wins. They beat Florida State down in Tallahassee. They hadn't done that in over a decade. They won on Saturday. They lost the series overall, but to beat Florida State, who is ranked in the top five, that's a that's a big deal. The softball team is pretty legit, and if you have a chance to get out to their park, it's awesome. Palmer Park is is really, really cool. And if you look at the standings, I mean, they've got 28 wins, which is one, two, three. They're like in the top five in terms of number of wins. So get out to Palmer Park, support those guys. UVA baseball team is flying. Expect some more transfer news. I would say we should be able to get a couple more guys and keep your eyes peeled for, I think they'll probably get dip into the portal for the football team too. Some offensive line. I heard uh cornerback need another cornerback and, uh, and yeah, but thank you all for checking in as always at Virginia game day on Instagram, Virginia game day podcast. That's on all the major platforms. If you like the podcast, leave a review and a rating that helps us out. And thank you guys so much. Go Hoos.